Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This morning, um, Sharon and I are going to share together on the back of last week. We are going to grab a bench that we have found in the school, joys of having a school, um, so we can sit together and speak to you guys. You can say hi to each other or tell each other a joke while we do this, if anyone has a joke to tell. Look at that. This looks nice, doesn't it? Ah, thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi to everyone on Zoom. So good to have you here. We're just going to assume that people on Zoom said hi back, that they're all still watching. Yeah, so if you weren't here last week, we um, made a bit of an announcement how we were going to function function differently in the month of August. And so we just wanted to uh, build on that this week, explain the why behind it, um, and just everything that we have been praying through, hearing God through, and uh, yeah. So do you want to start us off? So we're going to have a little bit of a conversation. Can you hear us all right? Yes? Cool. Great. So... Um, just really quickly, um, last week we kind of started off by just saying kind of all the different things that we've been hearing over the last few months, the things that God has been saying, and we had loads of different words come out um, with that. So today's preach is called, There's Room for You, all right? And we'll get in a minute to why there's room for you. Um, but if we just look at the recap, Josh, if that's okay, if you could just pull up that slate. We saw loads of different things over the last few months. We saw things like community, Kevin's spoken that, vulnerability, get used to different, all hands on deck. Yeah, they're all words that have been coming out through Vision Sundays from Pastor Clive, through like prayer, through some of you actually, that God has just been laying all those words on our heart. We had this series called Lordship in the Home some years ago now don't know everything's a blur um but which which put the emphasis afresh on the home and how uh every believer the priestlyhood of the believer in the home and prayer and communion should be happening in the home and all of that which was great um yeah so we've had loads of those words come through um what does the new look like a new day, a new way. Very catchy, isn't it? A new day, a new way. Yeah, That's so all those things. Very exciting things. So let's go back to now. What are we actually doing for the month of August? So what we said last week and announced is that over the month of August and potentially longer, longer term, we'll see how things go. We're just doing a bit of a beta test this August. We're going to be meeting on the first and the fifth Sunday of the month here, which we're doing right now, actually, at Woodlands Mead. And the three Sundays in the middle, we'll be meeting in homes, um, church at home. Now, church at home is not what church at home used to be in lockdown. Um, this is actually us meeting in each other's homes, sharing a meal together, worshipping, praying together. This is really a, an aspect of our community expressed um, mm. in, in the home. So it's not what it used to be. 
which was us in PJs in our bed with cereals turning on the screen at five to ten. Uh, maybe none of you did that. Maybe it was just me and Sharon. Actually, I don't eat cereals. I don't know why I'm saying that. I was never but in my PJs. You was never <laughs> on your PJs. Can't okay. Do that. But yes, yeah, so that is what uh, August looks like. Um, and uh, practically, uh, yeah, it's what it's going to be. Yeah, we're going to talk about the, the details and explain exactly what it's going to look like in just a minute. But we want to just go through why we're doing it. This is not something where we don't want to just come out with good ideas. We want to have God's ideas, right? Mm. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, let's get excited this morning about what God is saying. It will help us. If you help us preach, you'll enjoy it a lot more and it'll be much easier for us as well. Um, so, yeah, why are we doing it, Kev? Yeah, we're doing it firstly because we believe that um, it's a way to strengthen the church. So God has been speaking to us about strengthening his church. And how do we do that? Well, we strengthen the relationship because church, as we've seen it and we know it, is in a building. It's not an institution as, as such. Church is you guys and us. Each of us make up the church. And we do it because at the heart of everything to do with God, there is relationship right god is three in one father son and holy spirit um he's the ultimate picture of relationship before there was anything else there was god that had relationship within himself and because god is love as well you cannot have relationship without love or you would have very short lasting relationship um so love is needed and so at heart his commands are relational love god and love one another. Love God, love people. Have you ever um, heard of the term spheres of relationship or circles of relationship, right? So studies have been made about it and essentially there's a bunch of smart guys that got together, analyzed how humans function, um, they're scholars and psychologists and all of that. But as we well know, often those things are pre- whatever the word is, shown um, through the Bible. And so we see Jesus actually establish those circles or whatever way before scientists did or scholars did or psychologists did um, in his ministry. And so we found, find those actual circles in the Bible. Jesus had a number of people around him and there are different categories that we can find in Jesus' relationship. There's the three, there's the 12, there's the 72, and then there's the 500 or the crowds essentially that were around him. So let's start with the furthest away, let's say in terms of distance, if you'd like, which is the crowds. They also referred as the public relationship level. So anything above that 70 number, essentially, it's um, Jesus and the crowds. There were times where Jesus taught the multitudes around him. Uh, he taught them the word of God. He taught them the way to live. So there was still a discipleship, but within that, it was very general, very public. He wouldn't have known, or if it, Jesus knows everything, but if it was us doing it, we wouldn't have known every person uh, in the room or wherever we were. So it was quite general. And that, if you speak in today's term, uh, can be, in today's terms, can be anything from like a sports club you support, like Joel and Chelsea, he will have this crowd around him of Chelsea supporters or Trevor and Brighton or like um, 
people, whatever activity you do, or people at church on a Sunday. I know we are not 70 plus, but if you picture a normal church setting or Horsham congregation, there's hundreds of people there on a Sunday. So we, you wouldn't know everyone personally, but you would have a common goal, something that unites you a common purpose and that is for us God right that is why we are here this morning and so it doesn't mean though that you have intimate relationship with all of them you know in a sense you are very close to them you know them well um so that is the public relationship level then you have the 72 so it's a level closer right so those are people that Jesus interacted on a more regular basis, people like Lazarus or Martha or Mary, all those people that stayed around him after he impacted their lives. Uh, it's known as the social relationship level. And so, you know, Jesus healed people they, in, 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 and those people stayed around him. And then he sent out the 72 to heal others, to tell others the good news. And today in studies, people say that number would vary between 20 and 50 people that are around your life. They, that social relationship level. And so the people that maybe you work with at the office or you go to the gym with, or you meet at the gym when you're there. Um, maybe it's the lady that serves you your coffee at the coffee shop every morning. People that you know a little bit better, but that you don't have like a deep relationship with. For us, for instance, right now, they'd be our neighbors. We're getting to know them. We're trying to establish a relationship with, but we don't really know them. Um, and so they're often like space to watch out for because people that you find in that category could often move into a closer category if you're willing to invest time into them and build that relationship. So that is one thing. Then we have the 12 the famous ones, the disciples, uh, the personal relationship levels. These are um, the men that Jesus taught that he spent most of his time with. They model their lives after Jesus' action and words and they're the ones that were really close to Jesus. Psychologists, scholars today say that number would be between five and 12 people. So you would have five and 12 people, five to 12 people around you. Uh, these are the ones that know you, you know, that really know who you actually are. Are oh, they know what drinks or snacks to bring at a party because they know you. They know, uh, you know, what you like and dislike. They know how many miles you cycled this week or whatever is happening. And in the church, there would be um, people that you find in your small group often. You know, you, you, you journeying with them for a number of weeks during the year. You build a deeper relationship with those people. And then the last group is known as the intimate relationship level. Um, it's Jesus and then the three, Peter, James, and John. They were his homies, his number ones, the guys that were always there, that he had the deepest, most intimate relationship with, a very loving, deep relationship. Generally speaking, people say that you'll have two to four people in that, uh, in that group. Um, so often that would be your wife or your husband uh, and maybe another few people maybe your girlfriend boyfriend whatever stage you are but as us we want to encourage you not to just have your spouse or whoever in that circle but to have a few people around and those are the people that know everything about you the people that you just completely honest completely vulnerable with they are the people that you'll call in the middle of the night if anything happens that you feel the most 
comfortable to be around. And if you really look at it, there isn't much difference between the 12 and the three, the personal and the intimate level. Of course, some are closer than other, but in light of the other circles, these are the ones that we really want and we really feel like God is highlighting, if you'd like, in this season. And it's also part of why we're doing what we're doing because we want to strengthen that personal and intimate relationship level. We want to create a space where it's easy for us to invest in those two circles of our lives. And on a Sunday setting, it might be harder to do in a room like this or around a meeting like this, while in a home, it might be different. Colossians 2.2 in the New Living Translation says this. So they're talking to a community of people uh, found in Laodicea. And they said, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand, that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Being knit together by strong ties of love. I love that. And that's the type of relationship that we want to develop, that we want to strengthen in this new season. We want to be real open, honest with one another. There's a church in the States, uh, you know, they're a bit crazy sometimes in the States, right? And uh, they call themselves a hot church. Honest, open and transparent, right? They're a hot church. So let's be hot, shall we? Let's be honest, open and transparent with one another because that's what it means to truly love each other. We want to carry each other's burdens, be there for one another. And so it's all about discipleship at the end of the day. We learn from God. We then apply it into our own lives. And as we do that, we can learn from one another as we interact with each other in those different circles of relationship. First um, Corinthians 14, 26. I didn't actually write it down, but Josh, you should have it there. It says, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has in him a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And so as we each bring our part and and just as we go into this, the new, it's really so that the church, us, would be strengthened as a group, so that the church would be built up. Yeah. Speaking about church being built up, um, we um, have been kind of reading through, um, obviously, Acts anyways, but spe specifically focusing on a story of Stephen. Um, and we're just going to read a few verses there from Acts chapter 6. And... Um, it's actually really exciting because this is what we're just going to go through to see that there is actually space and there is so important for there to be an empowering and a release of the believer and ownership for the believer. That's the second reason why we're doing it. Um, a Just, yeah, an empowering, a distributing of responsibility, a kind of... Uh, giving permission for people to use their their gifts, their callings, and to step into what God has for them. So if we start in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. And if you've got your Bibles, you can go there with me. It says, In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Now there's a bit of a conflict and a bit of a problem, isn't that? Um, so the 12 
gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch. Lots of fancy names there. A convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now we're just going to pause there for a minute. Um, so you see, there is something where there's 12 apostles, disciples. 12 Pastor Collins, if you like, if you're familiar with him, 12 apostles in that role. And they obviously had powerful ministries, powerful calling on their lives, doing all of these things, seeing amazing things, but they couldn't do it all, obviously, because they're just men. And um, if we read on in verse 8, it says, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. And then opposition arose, however, et cetera, et cetera. And then in verse 10, it says, but they could not stand up against the wisdom that the spirit gave him as he spoke. So this is where we say there is room for you. The, the, the apostles created room. They realized they needed to make room to appoint people to be able to do this role, not for them to do the dirty job, if you like, but to enable them to step into what they were doing. Because if you look at Stephen's life and even Philip, if you read on later, they weren't just waiting on tables. As you see, God used them powerfully and they saw signs and wonders in and through their lives. Now that is the power of empowering people, but also for people to really take charge and see that their, what God has called them to do fulfilled in their lives. Yeah, and that's actually a very significant moment because until that point, Luke, the writer of Acts, only refers to the, um, yeah, the disciples or the apostles, and so the 12, and Jesus as the ones um, doing the wonders, the signs, the miracles. So Stephen is really the first guy that this is associated to apart from those 12 and Jesus, which is exactly what Sharon is saying is this making room. So it's showing the way that actually this is available to everyone, not just a specific group of people. Um, so yes, yeah, very significant moment in Acts. Yeah. So can you say there's room for me? There's room for me. Awesome. So what we want to do is with this church at home thing, reason why we're doing is we want to, like I said, just kind of um, create this setting of a safe place of community where we can all bring something, share our part, do what, what God has called us to do. Amen. So it's this, when we, when we have these homes open, it's not all going to be up to the host to make everything happen because that's not the point. The point is we all have something to bring. We all have something of value. And if we go to um, Romans chapter 12, verse 4, you can go there with me. Um, we see, and Kevin used this um, when he was speaking on community. Um, chapter 6, sorry, 12, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting mixed up between the chapters. So Romans chapter 12, 
verse 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So we belong to one another. Amen. And we're all one body. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And then it says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And then verse 21, it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So this is where we see that we're all from one body. We each are a part and each part is important because without it, something's not complete, right? And we've all been given gifts and callings. And that's, this is where we say there is room for you to express it. And maybe in the past, we as a church have not been as good at doing that. And we want to just apologize for that. But we want to say there's room for you. And we want to do this. In, it might be scary to do something like this in this kind of setting. But that's why we, as we open up our homes, open up our lives, not just to one another, but to the world, we can have those safe places of community where we can learn, where we can Practice, use those gifts, and even get it wrong. And that's okay. That's what that is for. So we want to share life together, not just events. Amen? So what is going to happen is that on these Sundays, when we are actually here at Woodlands Mead, we want it to be like a celebration where we all come together, we'll all see each other. If we're in different hubs, we might all see each other all the time. But this is where we can all come together, see everyone, seek God together, celebrate what God is doing. Amen. So that's what's um, going to happen on the first and the fifth Sunday of the month in August. And if we carry this on in the future, it will be the first Sunday of the month here because there's usually four Sundays in a month other than October I think um, but yeah that's what it is because we don't just go to church we are the church amen and that's why we really believe it's important there is there is a um, kind of just an excitement about how yes we've been maybe kind of if you like banished to our homes in lockdown but actually God wants to use that God wants to do something through that we believe Amen. So we'll have this culture of discipleship where we're going to be discipling one another. All right. It's we all learn from one another. We we bring something. So one of the things is um, in terms of what does it look like is that we all bring something. OK, so there will be two hubs open on a Sunday so we can all be spread out Um and you're free to go to whichever one you like. In August, there's nothing kind of set of where you need to go. Um, but. We're all going to bring something, okay? Either we bring a dish or we bring a friend or we bring a, a word of encouragement or we ask, we bring some vulnerability and we ask for prayer. We all bring something because each and every one of you is important and matters, 
All right. So as there's going to be hosts and, and meeting leaders, we don't want it to be something that is all on them and it becomes hard work. We want it to be simple and highly reproducible that anyone can do it. And we're all going to help out. Help out. We're going to, you know, wash up the dishes. We're all going to bring a meal. So we're all going to have one meal together. That's either breakfast, lunch or communion or both, depending on what people want to do. It's up to the hosts. Really looking forward to the food part. It's going to be great. Yeah, so it's very exciting. So if you look at the next slate or slide or whatever we call them, uh, yes. So we will join uh, the KF live stream, the Kingdom Faith live stream that happens every Sunday uh, online. So you will have worship through that and the word through that. And the idea is that as we spend time together after the preach, uh, or after the service uh, online is over, we can talk it through and just don't not leave it there and just, you know, uh, close that door and just move on with our lives. But actually, hey, how does this apply to our lives today? How What can we do with that word and how can I put that into practice? Because we want to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. So we want to encourage each other. Hey, if there's something I didn't understand, I'm ask, ask Tom, you know, hey, Tom, you know that bit? Mm, didn't really get it. Can you, can you help me out with that? Maybe you got something out of it that I didn't understand. So we want to be there in that aspect for one another as well. So that's going to be great. Um, we are not in a position where we can have uh, live worship in every hub every week, but we will have and try to have an expression of that uh, in a hub um, over uh, every week. So Joe will um, be part of that as well. So it will be great. So some Sundays there will be live worship. And as Sharon already said, um, we will have two hubs open at a time. Can you go to the next one, Josh, please? Everyone break something. You can find every time uh, all the information on the website. So this can be a bit overwhelming right now because we're just dumping everything on you. But um, everything, not right now, don't go on today because Andrew was on holiday. But <laughs> uh, tomorrow you'll be able to go on the website in the afternoon, hopefully, and everything will be summarized up there on the Burgess Hill page. So when you go on the website, at the very top of the website, you have your location. You can choose the location. You just click Burger Sale, and then all the information will be right there for you, made nice and easy. Can you go to the next one, Josh? And that's what August looks like. Look at that. You can take a picture of that with your phone if you like. All the hubs. It'll be on the, on the website it's be as great. well. Do you want to lay it out? I mean, it's all pretty much there. Well, it's all pretty clear but basically you can choose whichever hub you want to go to and we want to encourage you to be in touch with the host at the moment there is no sign up or registering system and there's a reason for that the relationship circles um you if you don't have the contact details on the website there will be an email address you can get in touch with so on the 8th of august next week we will be hosting with breakfast because we've got a wedding to go to afterwards so apologies um and torahs will be hosting as well with breakfast and you can just say okay what place do you want to go to? Let me message. What can I bring? What time do you want me to be there? I want to bring my neighbor because maybe coming to church here on a Sunday might be a little bit of a big step. But, but maybe they house. really like a full English breakfast. You know what I mean? And they'll come for that, which is great. Yeah. 
And then 15th of August, again, we'll have the Taurus and the Parsons hosting. And 22nd of August, the Parsons and Shari. So there will be different aspects as far as I think or understand from the messages I've had. Most hosts are very keen on having communion pretty much every single time. And don't worry, it'll be COVID safe and all of that. But we just want to encourage you to pick a place. And as there's different different hubs open at different times. It's great because we can all mingle, go to different places. We'll see different one of us and all. So just make sure you're in touch with the hosts, okay? Because we don't want it to be a situation where it becomes so challenging for the hosts because they don't know who's rocking up. There is, there is They have to do it all. That is that is not that loving, is it? So we just want to be in touch with all the people um, and the hosts that we want to go to. So that's August for now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because on the 29th, then, we will all come back here together in one room, uh, just hear the stories, uh, celebrate together, and just have a more classic service, if you'd yeah. like. And just to let you know, we... We're very aware, we don't have all the answers and this is a work in progress, okay? We are just taking some steps of faith and just believe that this is right to do for this month and we're going to learn some things from it, aren't we? And then we're going to just see and adapt and just see how we move forward uh, with this. But yeah, just please bear with us. And if you've got any thoughts or any recommendations or feedback or you say, hey, I'd like to be involved in some shape or form, what can I do? Please let us know. Because there is room for you. Oh, man. How great is this? Can you tell we're very excited about this? Or at least Sharon is very excited. Maybe it comes across that you're more excited than I am. Um, yeah, we are very excited about this. And we really believe that, you know, God has been speaking about this and that we just stepping out in obedience to that. Um, and it's not something that we have just heard as Kingdom Faith Burgess Hill. It's something that Kingdom Faith as a whole is carrying and worthing and Crowley already have expressions of that as well uh, in August um, in their own congregation, which is great. So um, this is it. This is really the heart behind it, what it's going to look like. And I hope um, we, you are all as excited as we are. But um, just before we finish, I'd like to take a minute to pray and just commit the month to come into God's hands, if that's all right. So will you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for everything that you have been speaking about, everything that you have laid on our hearts and just, um, yeah, just what you are leading us to, the path that you are leading us on. Father, we just commit this month into your hands, Lord. We just thank you for all those weeks to come in August and um, the ways uh, that we are doing the Sunday and the celebration together, the way that we do church. Um, Father, we just want to thank you that uh, it would be a blessed time that people would just receive each week, but also be able to give each week because it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we know that as well. So, Father, I thank you that giftings would come out, Lord, throughout this month, that people would be surprised uh, by how loving the community is towards them, Father, that we would just be a blessing and that we would be blessed in return, Lord. And Father, Father, I'm so looking forward to the 29th as well when we all come back together and it's like this big celebration moment, Father. Uh, we thank you. I pray that, um, yeah, you would just, just blow us away this month, Father. Just blow us away. You do more 
than we can ask or imagine, Father, and that is what we expect. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, just pray that as we come together to worship and pray for one another in our homes, Father, I just thank you for your hand upon each and every one of those homes and houses. Father, we thank you for your presence in that place. Father, we just thank you for unity, community, vulnerability. Father, we just thank you for that just atmosphere of love, that community of love that we can share with one another and bring other people into, Father. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.